Hello, everybody. Welcome to the weekly golf ball. Oh my god, why did you golf balls? Did I you enjoy that? I no, I didn't. I did not enjoy that. Golf balls. I did not enjoy starting the podcast and getting a shower of hard of hard spheres all over my body. Oh god. It's 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 even better when we had started recording and I insisted we stop and, and re restart because I forgot that I had planned to dump a bunch of golf balls onto the onto the desk. <sighs> Well, anyway, as I was saying before, I was so rudely interrupted. I would love to be interrupted in that <laughs> manner. Imagine you're just hanging out, having like a souffle, and then someone comes up and it's just like, <laughs> golf balls! What, what part of how I... If I am enjoying a savory souffle, I do not want to be interrupted by my least favorite sports uh, balls. Ew. Yeah, I know, exactly. I was trying to think of, of a more official title than balls anyway <laughs> this is the weekly undertaking i am mike i'm alex i'm the man who just dumped uh, golf balls all over all over your business thank you for all that. over your ears well anyway thank you all so much uh for for tuning in um so this is the this is the podcast in which we do weird shit every week and then we talk about it for some reason is being reiterated now i don't know i feel like i feel like i should state something it's it's nice to to sort of get a reminder of why we're here every week yeah all right yes so um like all right so before we actually get into the uh the thing that we did this week uh-huh is there anything interesting that happened to you this week well i mean look i know i started off by setting up such a great talking point mm -hmm. with those golf balls yes which i actually just realized could have knocked over our waters and and ruined all our technology that oh we yeah have. we also have a lot of tech today <laughs> we really do uh for reasons we'll get into and it's very exciting mm -hmm. uh but yeah i did pick the worst day to do that and i'm glad everything everything worked out for it well did you go golfing this week or anything like that yeah it's funny that you asked that because i told you earlier I went I totally golfing yesterday. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, I went golfing yesterday. It's November, late November. It is. And I went golfing. It was a lot of fun. It was mm -hmm. a good temperature. Mm -hmm. Did pretty good. I hit my first birdie ever. You really? Yes. Did it? What, what kind of bird was it? <laughs> that was a great joke. Don't mm -hmm. even. Don't, don't. Please don't shame me. No. Please my... don't shame me. That was a great joke. <laughs> that, yeah, it was. Good job. Thank you. I don't even. Yeah, I hit a birdie. <laughs> Uh, okay, good um, Good for you. Congratulations. Thanks, man. Was, would you score any good, or was that just the one hole? No, my score was very, very average for me. Okay. Not average for the average golfer. Mm. It was pretty low. <laughs> or pretty high, I mean. All right. Like, All right. reverse Right, golf. exactly. But uh, aside from that, Thanksgiving happened. That's true, it did. Yes. How was, how was that for you? Did it, you eat lots of food stuff? It was good. It was good. I was feeling a little under the weather, sadly, but I still had a great... Thanksgiving, I got to play with all my little cousins, and oh, that's uh, fun. yeah, we do this great game. I'm gonna get into this for a second. I'm yeah, sorry. please do. I came up with this great game when I was a little younger, say in my like my mid-teens, uh, called Hide the Key, mm -hmm. where we have a key, uh, just like a really old-fashioned key. Okay. That uh, my little cousin, when she was a l very very little, was fascinated in, mm -hmm. and she was spending a lot of time here one summer, uh, uh, for for reasons. I won't get into, but uh, 
every day it was just me and her. So I was like, how do I keep this eight-year-old occupied for hours? So I just take the key and I would hide it somewhere in in the home, and I would just be like, find the key. And she fucking loved it. Yeah, she would. How long does it take her to find this key? Like probably around uh, twenty minutes before she gives up. And then I just hide it again. That's pretty good. It actually. was great. And you know what's funny? I did it again yesterday. Mm-hmm. And I had like three or four cousins over. Mm-hmm. All like around like 10 to 14. They all loved it. Now, does this key actually open anything? It opens a closet. Oh, okay. Um, and anything important in the closet? No, there's just like books. Oh, okay. It was just more about finding the thing. And, and leaving you the hell alone. Yeah, well, I mean, I was very more uh, involved. I was also a finder. Mm-hmm. Uh, the rule was whoever finds it gets to hide it. Mm-hmm. And that kept us busy until like six or seven at night That's when everyone left. And then uh, I went to see Wreck-It Ralph. Two with my sister. Oh, I also saw Wreck It Ralph Two. Ralph wrecks the internet. Yes. Yes. That was a great movie. It was. It was nice. It was very funny. I. Uh, I thought that it was that the product, the Disney product placement was a little much at times. I. I mean, it could have been worse. Could it have? Well, and it was more. And it wasn't even really product placement. It's more as like self parody. Mm-hmm. Like they sort of recognized like the tropes in their in their world and kind of played with them a little bit i love the disney princess stuff and i'm glad it was only like a a short cameo honestly i was worried that would be like the whole movie well i mean it became a major plot point it became a major because the 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 spoiler alert for ralph for wreck it ralph 2 ralph breaks the internet um that the princesses saved ralph's life at the end of the movie yeah but that's not like a that's not like a part of the story that like takes a large amount of time they're just like a hail mary at the last second i suppose so I, suppose. I don't think it's fine uh disney did a great job uh showing us what memes uh really are like and how people react to them. i like mm-hmm. the the workers who just see the the ralph goat and it's just like <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah i'll share that i'll give, I'll give that a like yeah a like. sure why yeah. not I, I think that uh i will say that the disney marketing team did a great job on the trailer by showing us exactly what everybody will pay to see which is all the disney princesses in a room together yeah that um, was a lot of fun yeah it, i mean like you said it was they really j- didn't they just showed us the entire scene there wasn't really anything else <laughs> yeah. in addition to that yeah. but um i mean like i said product placement all the disney princesses were wearing things that i've seen people wear so that i know are sellable online it's Disney is a very good marketing company. I mean, hey, they're the best of the best. They and really are. Uh, Wreck-It Ralph, uh, Ralph Breaks the Internet, the, uh, the, the moral of the story was one that I have not seen in really any other movie. Which was and what? Don't be an asshole? It, it was more along the lines of make do with a bad situation. Like, friends move <laughs> away, and like a real, like another movie would have been like, I'm going to get them to stay. Mm-hmm. And that would have been like a victory. Right. It's more along the lines of letting everyone achieve what they really want and hmm. still uh, making do with that. And that's a that's a uh, that goes along with the the Ralph movie series because the last one was all about uh, finding a way to find joy in your role in society and where you are. Yeah. So it's like this is sort of like that, uh, like nothing or like uh, doing what you have to do, but finding joy in ways that you can that mm-hmm. are very realistic. And I love Wreck-It Ralph for that, and I love yeah. the second one for that. It did a very good job, I will say that. Mm-hmm. Yes, it was a lot of fun. Uh, my sister, we, we laughed our, our butts off the whole time. There were some very good belly laughs in that yeah, movie. Yeah, they were mm-hmm. it was very funny. Mm-hmm. Good, Absolutely. Good job, Disney. Yeah. I will be buying it. Let's see. What, uh, what, 
what did I do this week? I had Thanksgiving. I saw Wreck-It Ralph 2. I got hit by a car. I went to... Uh, whoa, 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 whoa. What? You saw Wreck-It Ralph 2 too? I also saw Wreck-It Ralph 2. Yes, absolutely. Oh, wait. Did you say that? I, I did say that. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, how was your Thanksgiving? It was good. <laughs> it was very good. It was very nice. Lots of turkey, lots of cranberries. You know, can't ah, complain. In the sauce form? The sauce was very good. Very in, nice. Yes, of course, in the sauce form. Yes. Yeah. Do you do you have it in the log form or in the or in the cream? I like the log. I like the log, too. Nice, I do. Nice, I, nice. I, I eat it out of the can sometimes. Mm, really? I always have my... Whenever Thanksgiving rolls around, I'm always like, Mom... Buy like three more than you need, and I'll just eat them like after. Ah, uh, dude, great, great meals throughout the, throughout mm, the entire. Thing. I couldn't agree more. It was a good mm-hmm. snack. I almost ate one before you came. Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I don't like to eat during sex. That's you. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. <laughs> that, that was, was disgusting. Gross. Yeah, yeah, that was. I, I was, I was wait, I was pausing. I was like that. There was really a mind battle of like, should I? Yeah. <laughs> I heard it. I heard it over here, and I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry that your self control lost that battle. It's fine. I had fun. I'm good. That's all I care about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, yeah. I also uh, I also played football and yeah. Okay, but like seriously, did you get hit by a car? That's a, the yeah. I legitimately I legitimately got hit by a car this. I thought week. you were just doing one of those stupid filler things. No, no. I legitimately I was going for a walk and I got hit by a car and I freaked out. Well, I mean. I look okay. Yeah, I I mean I died, but I came out I came back. I'm all right. Cool. Doing all right. Yeah. No, I it was it was very um I was in the crosswalk and I had the green light and so I was just walking through the crosswalk and I look and all of a sudden I see this white SUV come at me and I I stuck out my hand and I I was like, you know, she hit me and I bounced off and I was I was screaming. I was like swearing to all holy hell but in the moment it was like it didn't feel like i got hit by a car <laughs> because like it feels like a lot first of all i didn't really get seriously hurt thank god uh, um, yeah you walked in here and it's like this is not the first thing you said it was not exactly so. <laughs> um but i so i think i thank god i was not very badly hurt but um in the moment it wasn't it wasn't even like it didn't process of like oh i was hit by a car it was wow that driver does not know what she was doing so i was yelling i was I was screaming like, holy shit, holy shit, holy shit. And she, and I yelled, watch out. And I started to walk away. And then she lowered the, because <laughs> that was just like what happened in my mind. Watch out. Watch out. And I started to walk away and she lowered down the window and she was just like, oh my God, are you okay? And I was like, oh, this was, oh, this was I a major hit? event. Yeah. So I, I pulled up and I think it says a lot about me that the first thing I said to this woman is, are you okay? <laughs> like I, I, I apologized after getting hit by a car. Mm-hmm. Um, and you, you know, thankfully there was no damage either to me, but more importantly to her car. No, you're uh, more important than a yeah, car. There was, well, there were three kids in in the car, and I had sworn in front of her, so I felt I felt very bad for that. Well, for she did their hit you. Yeah, that's, you know what? I, I think it's fair to call it even. <laughs> probably, probably. Now I'm glad you're okay, because I'm gonna be real mad at you for a sec. What? You fucking let me dump golf balls onto the table when you got hit by a car and had a good story to tell? You're right. Yeah. You let me go on and hey, on. Hey, listen. Don't beat yourself up. The golf balls were a good introduction. Thank you. 
Yeah. Oh, You're that's welcome. also what I wanted to say. When I go golfing, I look for a bunch of misfit golf balls and, and add them to my collection. That's what I dumped out. You dumped your entire golf ball collection my, on me? My misfit golf balls. Like, there's this one that's orange. My dad found it when we were golfing. Is that is that really misfit? Don't they just come in different colors? Well, misfit as in they don't belong with other sets. You just find them on the course because people couldn't find them themselves. Mm. And I found a lot of golf balls yesterday because I went into the, the bushes a lot. I was like, wow, there's like six balls here. Sounds like you had a very bad golfing session. Uh, it was actually about average for me. Really? But, uh, yeah. All right. All right. <laughs> I'm not the best golfer, but I have fun. <laughs> good. That's good. I, oh, all right. Well, I think it's time to, to start this do high episode. Oh, yeah. The reason that people are listening. Uh, I would hope so. Yeah. Okay. So what did you do this week, Alex? So our, what was our challenge? Our undertaking... This week was to expand our horizons and learn new things. Learn new things. Exactly. Learn, learn about a new subject. I actually have the actual card right here. Oh, why don't you read it? Uh, excuse me. Spend the week studying a subject. It can be as broad as French history to as specific as uh, earthworm mating habits. All so right. really anything and everything. So did you learn about earthworm sex this week? I wanted to, but uh, I already knew about that. So, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. You have a wide breadth of knowledge that I am not aware no, of. No, just with uh, small animal mate, mating habits. Oh, okay, I cool. learned uh, a little bit about uh, chess strategy and uh, chess rules. Okay. Because uh, I, I always knew how to play chess in that I know how to move the pieces. Right, there are rules that the pieces have to follow. Yes, but I d didn't know any, like, even basic strategy. And I was like, it's finally time that I at least learn the best way to go about the goal okay even if it's not like a specific move this here then this here then <laughs> this here it's like what do you want to have going on for you mm -hmm. that gives you the better chance of winning and what did you find well what did you find first because i'm curious because you oh okay you knew my shit before we even went here because i set up a chessboard for for us to look at right for the for the <laughs> for the audience of this podcast <laughs> to enjoy um I, I learned about Irish mythology. Ooh. Yeah. That's really interesting. And very broad. It is. Um, because I am Irish, and that is very important to uh, my mm -hmm. identity. I am a citizen of the Republic of Ireland. Um, and so I... Wait, are you really? I am, yeah. That's cool. You didn't know that? No, I, I just thought... thought you were a plain old boring American like the rest of us. <laughs> no, I am in America. I, I am I am cultured in that I am both a part of America and Ireland. Cool. Um, but yeah, no, so I'm a citizen of Ireland, so I figured you know learn a little bit about my heritage that I um, am unaware of, and because it's weird, a lot there's a lot of. Uh, mythology in pop culture we know a lot about greek mythology oh yes and about roman mythology yep and egyptian mythology to a lesser extent than the other two but it's still prevalent it's at least popularized in uh, hollywood media right right <laughs> exactly we know about the pyramids we know about you know we learn about a little bit through the mummy through um <laughs> a very very little bit a very very little i'm talking bit. about the remake not the not the original i i didn't see the remake it's bad oh okay Good to know. I've only ever seen the original with Brandon Fraser, and, and mm. yeah, I that was, thought that was a good that movie. That was pretty good. Yeah, but um, a little bit through that, uh, Rick Riordan has done a lot to, to open mm. people's minds to both Greek, Roman, and uh, and Egyptian mythology, so I decided to learn a little bit about Irish mythology. Cool. Yeah. So, do you want to talk about chess, or should I talk about mythology? Uh, definitely yours is going to be the more fascinating and well-researched one, so we'll do yours first, at okay. least a little bit. We can swap back and forth. Okay. Well, um, the reason I realized that Irish mythology is not uh, really represented in a lot of things is because there's a lot of inconsistencies in Irish mythology. Mm. And the reason for that begins primarily with the fact that most 
Irish paganism, Irish uh, polytheist, polytheistic stuff was washed out when Irish when Ireland was converted to Christianity. Mm. And most um, the so the original texts that we uh, learn about mythology from from other uh, places like is not present in Ireland. Like mm. you know, uh, Greek we have the Iliad and the Odyssey. Uh, even in um, Mesopotamia, we have the Epic of Gilgamesh, things like that, which are very, that's how we learn about their their mythos. That is not present within Ireland. Those original manuscripts have been lost. All we have now are manuscripts that were written by Christian scribes during a, pe- which were Back written after, well, it was written during a period of massive conversion. Oh, so, okay. so they were like trying to save the knowledge. They were trying to, but they did it in such a way that it was not contradictory to the Christian mythology. For oh, example, okay, okay. For example, in every other culture, we the one tale that we know is the creation story. Mm-hmm. There is no creation story to speak of in Ireland. The closest thing that we have. One it, day there were sheep. <laughs> there were one. One day there were sheep. Exactly. And no. then potatoes out of the sky. Out of with out, beer rain with. And Ireland was born. And Ireland was made. Um, no, the closest thing that we have is... Um, Just kidding, this... Ireland. I love you. <laughs> Thank you. I'm, I, I'm glad that you apologize to all our Irish listeners. Um, so, the closest thing that we have is the story of Ireland's first settler, Kessel. And there are a lot of holes in that story. And like I said, it was... Shut up. No, I'm sorry. I was just thinking about, like, could he make the run in 12 parsecs? What? His name's Kessel. The Kessel run? Oh, Star Wars. Oh, uh-huh. You know the one? I, I Han Solo. I got it. Chewbacca. Uh-huh. Other space words. Space words. Sorry, continue. <laughs> I'm glad you found a way to you found a way to shoehorn in a Star Wars reference. Thank uh, you. You're welcome. Um but no, she was a um the story is that she was the daughter of Noah. You know mm, from the Ark? From the Ark. Oh. Which was Big written fan. Right. Which was written in uh the Israel, which is I don't know if you know the map, nowhere near Ireland. So Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. So again, it's like she was supposedly the daughter of Noah and there was no room for her on the Ark. So she took a bunch of uh ships and went to Ireland. And that's the story that the Christian scribes tell us. Oh, um okay. so what I personally suspect is that there was a creation myth the people of the christian scribes were like well we already know how how the earth was made we have the book of genesis so we'll just do away with that and not write about it um but even so even even though we had even with that in mind there are a lot of stories in kessel's there are a lot of holes in kessel's story in particular for example she lost two ships and there was just no explanation. She had three ships, and, and two of them just one? gone. Yeah, and <laughs> and of that last ship, there were forty nine women and three men, two of which died. That's the dream. And one of which spontaneously anamorphed into a salmon. Oh, I'd love to anamorph. Yeah, <laughs> that's the dream. Exactly. In uh, front of forty nine women. In front of forty nine women, and the, that hate. that boat supposedly populated the the island of Ireland. Wait, um, so 49 women and a salmon? And a salmon. Well, he what? wasn't a salmon to begin with. <laughs> well, actually, so the thing about Irish magic is also very interesting is that things just freaking happen. Um, so, for example, this man was 
apparently irritated the 49 women he was traveling with. And so to escape, he jumped into the ocean and turned into a salmon. And that's Swam it. away. That's it. In that's the, it. In the other mythos, like in Greek and Roman things, it's like the oracle has a very specific magic power that she got from the gods, which... You, so, But that's not present in, Irish, in Ireland. Also, the gods are not really anything important. Like in Greek mythology, Zeus is critical zeus and his raging sex drive is the is the motivation for nearly every single greek story Mm -hmm. um but the irish story focuses more on the people and not so much the gods the mother goddesses anu and denu were not are barely even mentioned in Hmm. the irish texts um which i find very interesting that's that's definitely interesting Mm -hmm. definitely a different take uh which is uh, good. How many how many pages do you got? I have a lot, but don't worry. It's not. A, wow. it's not it, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna skip through. It, it's most more. Of it. It's more the fact of me feeling bad about not having notes. <laughs> All right. Well, um, don't feel bad uh, because I mean you'll demonstrate the the, 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 the chess things. Um, but regardless, try better. Uh, try try harder. Um, regardless. So the main focus of what we know about Irish lore is found through the Twaha de Danon, which... Oh, wait, I'm sorry. One more time. Twaha de Danon. One more time. Twaha de Danon. Once more. <laughs> it's... It, it, Twaha de Danon. Twaha de Danon. Yeah, exactly. Danon like the company. Pronounced the same way, spelled differently. Okay. Yes. Uh, Danon is probably a... a uh, derivation of Danu, the, one of the mother goddesses. Um, but the thing about Irish lore is that a lot of, it's all, um, a story of succession, right? Mm -hmm. So it, the, the Twaha de Danon were, again, this is another very big missing, big missing piece, but they are descendants of a previous, uh, previous settlers of Ireland called the Nemed, who, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that one right, but, uh, called the Nemed, which fought the creatures called the Fomorians. And then they decided to disperse over the rest of the world. Some went to, some went inland to Britain, some went to Greece, and some just went north. And what's north of Ireland, Alex? The North Pole? The, nothing. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, if you keep going north until you go over the top of the globe, maybe they'll end up on the other side of the world. And maybe that's what happened. Because inexplicably, these people just went north, and when they came back, they were gods. Called the Twaha cool. Danon. Yeah. Um, which I should say, the Christian scribes don't call them gods. They call them godlike kings and queens and warriors of, of old. Um, because, again, there's one there's one god and no one could ever possibly have any other opinion on that. Oh. Oh, absolutely. Of course not. Um, so, uh, like I said, there's, there's a lot of... That was sarcasm. Thank you. There are a lot of um, missing pieces, and one thing that I personally hate about the missing pieces is that there is not a lot of detail about the Fomorians, mm-hmm. who are classic um, Irish uh, enemies. <clears throat> Excuse me. They fight almost every tribe that ever that inhabits Ireland, um, but they and they are incredibly powerful. They have. At certain points, they raise up entire tidal waves to wipe out pe- the entire peoples. Wow. Um, one major warrior named uh, ba- Baylor was able to turn entire landscapes to cinder and dust just by looking at them. Hmm. Now, what are now what actually are these creatures? 
We don't know. Just, just, uh, just like godlike beings? Well, exa- we never get a description of them. Hmm. We just get, the Fomorians came and there was a major battle. And then we get great descriptions about the battle, but we don't find out if these Fomorians are even humanoid. Well, that's that's good for, like, inspiration, because it's like, you, Ireland gets invaded, they're like, these guys are worse than the Fomorians, and they kind of look like them, too. <laughs> if you read in between the lines. If you... If you... Uh, look at exactly what I think a Fomorian looks like. Mm-hmm. A loose text is the best way to 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 use it as, as a uh, as a tool. And that's the thing. That's what shocks me. Why are these stories not even told? When um you know there's so there's so much potential for uh, to build on top of them. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um. So I will tell one story tale. Well, I should. Okay, so I looked. So for all of those Irish uh, myth geeks, I mainly looked at what's known as the mythological cycle. There are four cycles um, of the manuscripts, which build up what we know about Irish folklore. But um, I feel the need to talk about the leprechauns because yay, yeah, um, I'm That's, not, I know about that. Yeah, except everything you know about the leprechauns are almost entirely wrong what do they have a pot of silver instead no gold is the gold is one of the few things that's the one thing (laughs) they they uh love gold and they're very short everything else almost is is pretty much entirely not well no rainbows what do you know about exactly rainbows uh there was not a lot of mention of rainbows in there (laughs) there they could live near rainbows but there wasn't a lot of uh detail about that okay well what do i know about uh leprechauns Mm -hmm. okay they hide their gold pots of gold at the ends of rainbows okay they wear only green including green top hats which is why i think we should recruit one for the oxymorons (laughs) okay um they what else do they do they uh they have a thing for four leaf clovers and they sell marshmallow cereal on tv (laughs) (laughs) that's it that's all i know all right well they love gold okay and there is one that sells marshmallow cereal on tv (laughs) um shamrocks are uh, i guess they're associated with leprechauns because they're both icons of irish culture that's probably it but there really isn't a lot of tying in between there beyond you know um the i guess the shamrocks are important to everybody mm-hmm. leprechauns included um but in i but in irish mythology i the leprechauns never wear green really they almost entirely wear red why red because that's what they wear i don't know okay they're, they're, sorry uh, um don't don't be it's okay um they i they're um descendants of the twaha dadanan which eventually became what we now know as fairies um it's spelled F-A-E-R-I-E-S. Uh, Fairies. The, very different. They are very different from Tinkerbell. I will just <laughs> say that. They're, they're rascals. But essentially, these leprechauns are descendants of evil spirits, but they themselves are not either evil or good. They're typically old men who uh, play a lot of tricks on people, prank them, and steal gold from, from unsuspecting individuals. And the general understanding of them is uh, if you capture one, they grant you three wishes, and then you get your uh, freedom. Oh, that's a lot of my me... grandpa, except that he's tall. It's the only difference. I'm sorry, wait, hold on. Yes, my grandpa grants wishes. Well, no, I, I'm not really concerned about <laughs> hey, that. Grandpa. Did you kidnap your grandfather? No, Are you... but someone did. <laughs> and he granted them wishes. That's... I get free wishes. Very concerned. Did you contact the authorities about this? It was a long time ago. I guess so. I'm making all of this up. 
Thank, thank you for clarifying. <laughs> um, all right. Well, I will tell one story about the children of Lear, which I just thought was a very interesting story. Oh, it sounds I'll... like a shitty video game. I'm sorry. It, Continue. It does sound like a shitty video game, actually. <laughs> um, but Lear is uh, was the Twahedadanin. Uh, he was known as the Sea God or Sea King. Uh, he was he was very upset after his relative bod was chosen as king it's spelled b-o-d-b and i'm not sure how it's pronounced that sounds like a rapper b-o-d-b b-o-d-b yeah instead of b-o-b b that's true b-o-b was a rapper yeah so b-o-d-b um in the middle of his hit song magic uh <laughs> decided to uh um satisfy Lear's uh Lear was very upset so he decided to satisfy Lear by giving him his daughter Aeolv uh, to to Lear at, in marriage and they had four children and those four children were loved by all were these the children of Lear these were the children of Lear oh yes now um during the uh so BODB decided to give everything was going so well the BODB decided to I give I love that you're calling him BODB now cuz if I cuz I don't want to pronounce him wrong so I'm just going to go with the fact that he goes by those <laughs> initials <laughs> in in this canon he does um but he uh he gave him he gave Lear uh his other daughter uh Aeofi to uh Lear and Aeofi was very jealous Aeofi uh, was very upset that the kids were getting all of Lear's love, so she decided to kill them. But of course, of course, as one does. Yeah. Because if there's one way to make a man fall in love with you, kill their kids, kill their chi- kill all his children. Yeah, exactly. I've I've heard that. Yeah, f- flawless way. Um. So she, but she decided that she couldn't kill them. She drew the sword and was like, eh, "I can't finish the was job." Was this like Luke in the Last Jedi? Yeah, yes. Exactly. <laughs> actually, exactly that. <laughs> <laughs> Look at me making all them Star Wars connections today. I'm proud of you. It's two in one episode. <laughs> um, but so Aofi drew the sword, decided, eh, they probably don't deserve to actually die, so she just turned them into swans. Okay. Um, and uh, though she gave, she had a little bit of mercy and gave them the ability to talk. So these swans were then cursed to wander the lakes of um, to wander the lakes of Ireland. Four lakes that I can't pronounce the name of, uh, and I will not try. Um, Good for a total of over a mo- for three hundred years each. So three hundred years in Lake One, then move on to Lake Two, and three hundred more years there, etc. etc. Et Doesn't um, sound too bad. So it, well, boring, but uh, bo- very boring and very painful. I'd assume yeah, because I mean, if you have the mind of a of a human, then it must be like kind of boring because like <laughs> swans, you know, their whole thing is hanging out in lakes. That's it, all they do. Exactly. And the, apparently these swans sang songs, sang very sad songs. Oh. And so then Lear and B.O.D.B. Uh, heard their their cries of pain and went over to them. And these swans were narcs because they told on Aofi immediately. I'm just a poor swan. Nobody loves me. He's just a poor swan from a poor... Yeah, exa- that's, that, that's exactly <laughs> the song they were singing. They, uh, they, they, fun I'll... fact, Freddie Mercury heard... The Bohemian Rhapsody. He went to Ireland and heard the swans singing. Ah, exactly. Um, but uh, so Bodb went to Aofi and was just like, "Dude, the f- why did you turn these people into swans? Um, this really sucks, and I would curse you and do something worse. But I can't think of anything worse than being a swan for over a decade." And Aofi was like, "Well, listen, dude, I could have made it much worse. 
I could have made them demons of the air because that's like a lot worse than being a swan. And BODB was like, all right, well, now you're a demon of the air. <laughs> and AOP turned into a demon of the air and is still that way today. Cool. Um, and the, the story does have a happy resolution. Truck. Because I, I, I didn't. Yeah, that was that was a motorcycle, I think, actually. Motorcycle. Motorcycle. That was Aofi turning into the into the. There she the, goes. There she goes. Thank um, you, world, for giving us good sound effects at e- good times. Exactly. Um, so this does have a happy ending. They were swans for many centuries, but eventually Christianity came to Ireland, and they turned back into people. Once they heard the bell of a Christ, they heard a Christian bell, and they turned back into 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 people because they accepted the one true what, God. What song did he sing? Christian bell. Christian Christian Bale doesn't sing songs. He's Batman. Oh, well, <laughs> whoops. I'm I'm. Ups- you know what? I was I was going strong with the pop culture references until right then. All of the nerd refer- all of the nerd credit that you built up with those Star Wars references Don't, gone, gone down the tube. I had never seen the Christian Bale Batman movies. Yes, you have. Have I? The Dark Knight. Oh, that's the one. The, those are the ones. Yes. Well, don't I look even more stupid now? You do. Well, actually, I don't look anything, because you can't see me. Well, he looks very stupid, take yeah. it from me. Um, but essentially, the um, they heard the Christian bell, they turned back into humans, but because they were many centuries old, they were very old and dying, but they got baptized, so they went to heaven. Oh, Christianity. It was. It, it's a great story. It re- Listen, it really is a nice story, because I don't think... The way that Irish culture is now, they go hand in hand, Christianity and the Irish mythos. But you know, you, but there's a chance it wasn't originally written to oh, go hand in hand. It was. I guarantee you that was not the original intention mm-hmm. of the tale. But um, that's fascinating. Yeah, thank you. Uh, that was, and that was what I found out about Christian about Irish mythology. We should do an Irish mytho fanfic episode. I would not like that. No, honestly, I don't think. Well, oh no, who knows? Anything could be a good episode. Everything, anything could that, be. The Irish, that was a lot of fun to listen to. I'm and glad. And I found a lot of fun in there. And, uh, <laughs> I, I really didn't, was not trying to insult anyone, but that was a lot of fun I for don't me. think you insulted anyone. Cool. You're fine. If I didn't insult you, then then I feel good. <laughs> exactly. Because you're my friend and I don't want you to feel bad. Yes, you do. Well, not on camera where they have proof. <laughs> not on camera where I can be judged about <laughs> it. <laughs> All right, so tell me about chess. All right. Chess, I'm going to fix my pieces. Oh, wow, a lot of them fell over. Yeah. Oh, a golf ball ran right through all of them. Yeah, no. that's what happens when you throw golf balls at a chessboard. Yeah. Oh, wait. That's wrong. Hang on. He's it, it, for, right. the, for those of you listening, he is very painfully reaching over the microphone and laptop wait, to no, fix these I was things. Right. I'm sorry, the queen's on that side. Okay. All right. All right, I'm back. Do you want Do you want to bring this onto the desk so that oh, you can? It's too much work. Okay, fine. Uh, but yeah, it's probably a good idea. But um, Michael, how much do you know about chess? I'm curious. Um, pretty much what you said earlier. I know the ways in which all the pieces move. I have not ever won a game. Really? Yeah. We should play chess. That won't change. <laughs> True that, especially after this one. <laughs> but uh, so my history with chess is pretty. Baron, I like the game, and I've played it a lot casually, especially a few years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, 
uh, when my dad taught me to play when I was a kid, and he beat me always because he knew a few basic chess strategies, right. which I not now know. Did he not have mercy on you? Did he just not let my you dad? Win? My dad's never been about mercy. He's more about <laughs> doing his best until your best can beat him, okay. and then he doesn't. Then he trains and then beats you again. We've been going back and forth at ping pong for ten years now. <laughs> I think I'm currently the champ. Good. So I feel good about that. But anyway, um, I taught. Uh, my sister had a play a long time ago when we played a few rounds, but uh, really I got into it. I played like every day with uh, my now ex-girlfriend who I dated late high school, early college. She actually bought me this chess set. And you still didn't know how to play chess even though you played it every day? No, no, day? no. I, I did. Oh, okay. It, 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 what I was learning this week was not how to play chess. Oh. It was how to... Um, like basic strategies and the official rules and stuff like oh, that. Oh, I see what you're saying. So, um, but yeah, I used to play a ton and I love it. It's just so fun. Um, so I wanted to learn enough strategy to kind of like have a game plan each time. Because you know when you start chess, you kind of, well, at least for us us, us casuals, you kind of just go for it <laughs> un casuals. until you see an opportunity. Exactly. I just kind of improv and then take take pieces as I see them. Yes. See fit. And I had also never done really a checkmate before. I've always we've always just ended the game when one person only had their king left. Oh, Which, I don't think that's the way Bobby Fischer plays at all. That's okay. Yeah. Am I am I wrong? <laughs> no, I don't think so. Okay. Because technically, uh, if only one side has a king left uh, and you can't checkmate that king, say you only have two pieces left on the other side, then it's a draw mm. technically. Um, we always played just like when you have only the king left, you lose because like we didn't know how to checkmate. Of course. So I just learned a, a few basic things and to, to make that more of a, a possibility. Like what? So the big thing is that uh, you definitely want uh, control of the board. And the best way to have control of the board is to have control. I'm going to lift up again so Michael can see. Okay. Of these four middle squares right there. Ooh, if interesting. You, if you have control of the majority of those middle squares, mm -hmm. you have uh, more uh, more say so on the uh, on the board itself. And what does control look like? You have what three pawns on the three three of the four spots. You could have two pawns on uh, the two of those spots, uh, and basically knights or bishops backing up, backing uh, those pawns up, so that if a piece takes them, you could take that piece. Right. Okay. So basically, you want to have a setup where you have a strong sort of diagonal motion into the middle of the board mm. with each piece sort of uh, protecting another. Okay. So that's a very strong fortress setup. And then you'd want to castle your king, which means that it's a special move where you move your king two spaces over and then the rook to the other side. So basically your king is being uh, protected by three uh, pawns and a, and a rook, which mm -hmm. means it's going to be tough. So... Let's see. The main strategy I learned, uh, it's called the Italian way, I think. Something like that. Oh, those Italians and, yeah. their, and, their, and their tricky chess ways. I like, I like this one because it's a very straight to the point, uh, yet seemingly uh, predictable strategy for okay. higher up people to, to see and call out and stop. But for my purposes, it's perfect. <laughs> it's per you will beat me every time. I'm an Italian and I like to get straight to the point. <laughs> so I... Uh, so the basic uh, the basic gist of this is to start uh, pretty uh, pretty uh, standard when it comes to uh, to chess, which is just to move one of these pawns uh, two spaces, the, right? Yeah, you can move uh, pawns two spaces on their first motion, and mm -hmm. that's it. Okay. So basically, just to get one in that center board, and basically uh, as you go on, you eventually want to get one of your bishops to what is this there? One of, one of your bishops to what? 
sort of like was it here? I don't remember. Maybe it's it it's not going to matter to anybody listening. No, that's true. It was I think it's C4. It might be D or D5, but basically um a little bit closer to your side than uh in like a any other strategy would. Mhm. Because in any other strategy, you'd put that one one ahead and put the king in check. Mm -hmm. But that is a long-term play, basically setting up to take the king out uh, when it castles. So it would be this side. Whoops. Hang on. Right he's, here. He's there changing the board again. Yes. Okay. Because the... Damn it. That, was, that cup was empty. That was empty. Good job. So basically, they would castle the king into that side, mm -hmm. and I would prepare my uh, bishop to sort of cover that side so the king can't escape horizontally okay then i would come in with a knight and a queen the knight would be a sacrificial play take out a pawn well isn't the knight a very powerful piece the, the knight is a decently powerful piece yes but the only thing that matters in chess is taking out the king yeah that's true does okay. you can sacrifice half your pieces to get there there are some strategies that are super sacrificial and uh, sort of get your uh, opponent sort of like thinking they're ahead almost. Mm, I see what you're saying. Because it's like they have very few pieces left, but your doom is coming. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, and then you'd set up your queen and your knight. Knight would be a sacrificial play, leaving your king to only take out the knight. Then it's in a rough spot where it can't move that way because of the bishop. Can't move that way because of the queen. And so then you then you have a trap. You basically want to set it up so that the king only has one possible movement every uh, turn. Okay. You put it in check every turn, and there's only one way to escape. Mm -hmm. So you could eventually set it up so that eventually there's no ways to escape. And that's the mm -hmm. ultimate goal of uh, of chess. That's interesting. I, uh, um, so if that's the case, if all these strategies are based around having the king castle, why would you still castle? Well, castling in itself is just a very smart move. Why is that? Because here, let me sh set up a castle for you. So okay. let's say the knight moved out, the bishop moved out. You have three pawns here. That is a castle. That's one move. Me okay, so you move the king two spots over and the, 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 and the rook side. to the other side of the king. You have three pawns in front of you, a rook to the side. That means if any piece tries to advance at you, the king could just take him out if he takes out a pawn. Oh, I see. It, it's a way of stopping people before they get to it's you. It's literally putting up a castle to protect the king. I see. Okay. So in, in, in most strategies, like it's a very smart defensive play because mm -hmm. when your king's in the corner, there are less uh, ways uh, people can come at you. Right. You mm -hmm. only have to look out for a few uh, directions instead of like, Okay, I gotta look this way. I gotta look this way. I gotta look this way. You have at least one way to uh, to get rid of. You you have at least one chance for the to get the. Yeah, you have to stop a place a, a player before you can. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I I'm not making sense. No, Sorry. but I I sort of I sort of get what you mean. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it, it's a way of making sure that you have at least one lifeline. Yeah, mm -hmm. but and then again, there are strategies like the Italian way that I learned that mm -hmm. are designed to uh, get uh, get through that castle. Right. Mm -hmm. And uh, eventually, if uh, if uh, you do that, because that's the hardest part about chess for me is getting through a castle, because mm -hmm. it's a very very smart setup, and I do it every time. Right. I mean, given I can, now that I can see how it would help, I don't see why you why you would. Yeah. Unless to throw off someone who you know plays the Italian way. Yeah. If you if you are playing a competent chess player mm -hmm. and you're not, you already lost. So <laughs> true point. Mm -hmm. It goes for everyone. Yeah. But um, 
No, I love it. And I also learned that apparently the rooks are one of the strongest pieces. The ro- Really? Like behind queens, rooks are very, very, uh, very important. I, I did thought, not know that. I always thought the knights and the bishops were a little better, but rooks apparently... Well, here's also the thing. Uh, I already kind of knew this, but uh, rooks and bishops are definitely a lot better for an open game, while knights are great for closed games, mm-hmm. which uh, that differentiates. Say you have a lot of... Uh, pawn trafficking like you have a bunch of pawns that can't move forward because there's another pawn in front of them okay and pawns can't take out directly in front of them is that a closed game that's a closed game which means that knights would be able to easily jump around everywhere i see but if you have a very open area then definitely rooks and bishops are going to be way more useful right in that scenario because you they they, They have the space to travel exactly okay but uh i don't know that's that's what i learned about chess i think i know enough now that i can take someone Do you know who? Halfway competent. Have you have you tried? There are a lot of online simulations yeah. where you can play chess. I actually played uh, the Mac chess, and I won for the very first time. Dope. I had never beaten the computer on a Mac <laughs> ever. All right. And I beat it this week. So well, that's some damn good improvement. Yeah, I got a checkmate, good. and that felt good. Nice. So, accomplishment. I'm proud of you. Uh, and with that... Ah, my mouth hurts. <laughs> I need more water before we do our little bonus episode. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. All right. Well, um, I th- this has been a very informative episode. I really enjoyed this. I learned a lot, mm-hmm. and uh, I had a lot of fun too. I did also. Yeah, Star uh, Wars and Ireland mashed together better <laughs> than I could have ever known. I, listen, the fact that that it was so applicable that is shocking to me. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. All right. So I guess we'll uh, we'll pick the next challenge, right? Time to pick from the pretty pink picking bucket. All right, Woo! let's grab it. And now we got a fresh batch in here, ladies and gentlemen. We Who knows indeed. what we're gonna find. Uh, I I have no idea. Do the honors. All right. This challenge is make a oh. make in parentheses a big stink about your case, and the challenge is decide on a topic a uh, topic or object. One of you is pro, the other is con. Spend a week preparing your argument, and then debate the subject on next week's episode. So we're gonna have to fight next week. We're gonna we're gonna argue to. All right, you're going down. Great. Once we decide what we're actually arguing about. Yeah. Um. I, what, what should we argue about? That's a good question. Should we? It's some. I guess something Star Wars, maybe. N- I see. I was thinking about that. I don't know. Because mm. here's the thing. We both have very different opinions on The Last Jedi. We do. So, for say, if we were going to do Last Jedi, I thought it would be cool if you went pro and I went con. Really? Like, we fought the arguments we both disagree Ooh. with. Ooh, like, that would do, be tough. Do shit like that. Make us really work for it. Mm. Um, ah, all right. So, but I'm not saying we do The Last Jedi. Right. We'll, t- we'll tweet it out once we actually figure out what topic we're going yeah, to debate. Yeah, because I'm interested about this. I had, I, I had like, a weird gut feeling. That we wouldn't find this until the very end. We, d- you did, you did say that, but uh, uh, no, it's first. Great, right. no problem with that. I'm into it. All right, dope. All right, well, so uh, we'll come at you next week with uh, a topic or object that you won't know about until next week. Hooray! <laughs> we'll tweet. Follow us on Twitter at it's the oxymorons. We'll tweet it out once we make a decision. Dude, nice plug. Dude, oh right, thank you. I tried very hard. You're gonna have to do that though, cause I, I don't want. Alright, fair enough. Well, there's also a lot of other social medias that you can follow us on. All in the description. All in the description. Follow us all over there. But it's not a, just us. A big thank you to all our contributing artists, namely Adam Ru- Adam Rudy and Winston DeJesus. Thank you guys so much for helping. Their information is also in the description below. Give it a click. Give it a click. 
Uh, do we have any other shout-outs that we need to give? I don't know. All right. Well, if we do, they will also be in the description below. Uh, thank you guys so much for oh, listening. Oh, oh wait. Oh, wait, oh, wait, wait, wait. Um, don't forget, uh, Sonic Boom Children of Lear comes out uh, on all consoles <laughs> next uh, this holiday season. <laughs> Don't buy be... it at your local GameStop. I heard that. I heard the freaking Swan and the and the Demon of Air are two very different. Two, two very good bosses. Very... They swear this one's gonna finally be good. Oh man, I hope so. <laughs> so fingers crossed. All right. Well, now, now do your thing. All right. Well, thank you guys again so much for listening. Uh, until next week, don't forget to challenge yourself and try something new. All right. Thanks again. Goodbye. Bye, guys. <laughs>